Welcome to your success tonic. If you're ready to explore what it would mean to step into your boldest, most exciting vision of success, then you're in the right place. Hello and welcome. I am so excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Susan McCulley. Um, she is a mindful movement teacher, artist, writer, and an A-plus encourager of all people. Uh, she's the creator of the Age of Becoming online community, which offers women practices, interviews, connection for women who are over 50. Is that right, Susan? Did I get that right? Yeah. Um, she's also got a course, uh, which is Building Your Body and Life, which she published um, on the Insight Timer Meditation app in early 2022. Um, Nia is also a big part of Susan's life. She's a black belt instructor and she loves teaching embodied awareness to people of all abilities and experiences and groups of all sizes as well. You know, recently both online and in person. Susan is passionate about supporting people as they connect with the inherent wisdom in the body and take that practice into their lives. And this has led to some really fruitful discussions between the two of us around the overlap in the work that we do, because we both obsess about a lot of the same things, even though we come at it from very different perspectives. So welcome, Susan. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, Natalie, it's a joy to be with you. So, Susan, I um, was wondering if you had something you wanted to add to that intro and anything that you do right now or that you're working on right now that's really lighting you up. Well, I, um, I think for me, um, I have, uh, I'm recovering from uh, a broken foot that happened over the summer. And I am very aware of both the resilience of the body, the sort of inherent genius of the body, and the impact of um, changes in our bodies, in our, in our lives, on our mental and emotional health as well. So I've really been um, investigating these overlaps of the physical, the emotional, the mental, and how we maintain some equilibrium, some balance, um, and also energy and passion at the same time. Yes, I love that. And I, I think one of the things I love about your messaging and in your community is the way that you invite people to really uh, consider new ways of thinking and being that really frees them up to enjoy more of what they want in life, no matter what the circumstances are. I think that's so, so powerful. So one of the things that we talk about a lot and that we wanted to bring to this conversation today was around the idea of overwhelm. As we were just saying before we started to record this conversation, being in the world today is overwhelming. And so overwhelm is not just around parenting or just around career it's really something that so many of us are struggling with right now and so the, I wanted to ask you you know what does that look like in terms of our bodies and our nervous systems yeah you're absolutely right whoever you are wherever you are 
you are likely to have some issues with overwhelm. The sheer speed of the world, the amount of information that we have pouring on us all the time is not the way our bodies and minds were designed uh, to process, right? Right. And I've, I've read that our bodies and minds are designed to be able to take in the comings and goings of approximately a hundred people. And that's, I mean, that would include an extended community, right? Your family and the people in your closest to you, your closest friends, but then your neighborhood and, you know, maybe outside of that a little bit and that's it. And yet we are in a, in a information culture that is pouring information about literally billions of people all the time. And so what happens is that we do, we are, it's like our circuits get over overloaded and um, our sympathetic nervous system can turn on. That's the fight or flight system mm-hmm. that, that gets us, um, well, it narrows down our ability to see possibilities, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. as we go into fight or flight, it starts to become like, I can only see the problems. I can only see what's hurting me. I can only see what's upsetting. And I don't have the ability to open up into my peripheral vision to relax and allow my prefrontal cortex to come on and help with reasoning and that kind of creative thinking, which we need when we are in times of stress. And so, um, so I think that having a, a conversation about what overwhelm does in our bodies and minds and how we can navigate it is really important for everybody. Um, I mean, in addition to what's happening in the nervous system and in the brain, uh, the body will hold stress too. Um, and, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's very individual, but there are some common places that people tend to hold tension in their shoulders, in the <laughs> jaws, um, uh, in their hands, in your in your gut, in your belly, in your hips. So that what can happen is a whole cascade of physical manifestations of, of the stress and the overwhelm that can range anywhere from digestive issues to sleep issues to just discomfort and pain in the body, um, lack of mobility, like all kinds of things that can cascade from these overwhelming situations. So it makes it even more important in this culture that we live in to have ways of kind of downshifting and getting our whole brains and bodies online in a way that we can be responsive rather than reactive. Yes. Yes. And it, interestingly enough, you know, with my clients who are all, you know, high achieving, driven, very successful in, in their field, when we start to dig into the big blocks and the struggles they have, the stress and overwhelm are actually the top two most common problems that we need to address um, because it's really just everywhere. 
You know, there is just, like you said, too much information and we're just trying to filter far, far too much on a day-to-day. And personally, I've also, you know, dealt with it. I think everybody's dealing with it right now. And I have found that reconnecting to my body through movement and creating that somatic awareness is one of the most powerful and effective ways to expand uh, back into the body and and connect back to that sense of confidence and be ready to step into growth. So for me, this feels really uh, not just personal, but also really uh, relevant to the kind of clients that I work with as well, because I you know feel like these are actually crucial practices, which is why I invited you to t- today. Yeah, you're you're so right. I love what you're saying. It's um it's it's exactly on point and and connecting with our body's somatic practice, a body-centered practice can look a, a million different ways. Yes. And um and it can be anything as simple as just connecting to your senses. What do I see right now? What do I hear? What can I touch, smell, taste? Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds like it's sort of a narrowing, what happens is that that brings us into the present moment instead of into this expansive <laughs> sea of stress, right? And, you know, and it can be any any kind of breathing practice or movement practice. It can be walking around your neighborhood or turning on your favorite song and dancing around in your kitchen and um, whatever that, whatever it looks like for you. And what I invite for people who work with me is to find a way to make, to not make movement another stress. Like another, another place where I have to be achieving, right? Where I'm like, you know, if it, if it starts to become something that we dread or that is just, um, a matter of checking off the box, um, another to do. Yes. Another, another thing to do. It's not going to have this, the same impact as if we find something that, brings us joy, brings us pleasure, um, connects us to other people. Another important aspect mm-hmm. of, um, of dealing with overwhelm. So, um, so I really, I really invite people who work with me to, to think beyond way beyond exercise, mm-hmm. um, to think about movement <laughs> and sensation and pleasure mm-hmm. as much as, fitness and all of the uh, attending kind of cultural things that go along with that. Yes. So, so powerful. And I think this last thing that you said, you know, reconnecting to pleasure, um, it's finding that joy, finding the way to connect to that higher level of energy and decision to show up in that way is actually really a brave thing to do in the face of all of the negativity and the really traumatic world news that we're surrounded by all the time. So I think that that's, it's amazing to, to have a practice that supports you in doing that. So tell us a bit more about how we can use that body that we have, that we've been given with all its amazingness and limitation in this practice of curing overwhelm. Yeah. 
Well, I think that we can learn a lot from the natural world. And, um, and so looking at, um, for example, the way animals move is, mm. is a fascinating exploration. Uh, one of the things that I often recommend to people, if they're feeling overwhelmed, if you have that narrowing feeling like your circuits mm. are, are, are chock full, yeah. is, to, um, is to shake your body is to literally shake your body. And so you can shake your hands, you can get up and just shake your whole body. It's fascinating to me that when in stress, when, when animals have been in a stressful situation, mm-hmm. say they've been tr- chased by a predator or they have um, escaped some, some kind of scary situation, mm-hmm. what animals do is shake. Oh. What, what humans do is hold. Contract. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like we, we squeeze, we, we try to control, we, we, yeah. we try to um, clamp down the, the feelings that come up, um, the sensations that come up. And this is why I just love shaking. Shaking is like the simplest thing to do if you do it for just a few seconds. It can, it can, it dissipates the energy that's, gathered in your body and lets it go rather than carrying it around with you. Mm, This is, this is part of the, the practice of getting outside of, of chronically held stress Mm -hmm. is to find ways of releasing that energy. And sure, you can do it. You can go for a run. You can go for a a nice walk in the woods or um, a bike ride, but you can just shake your body and, and it's, and it's radical, right? Because it's so countercultural yeah. to make that choice, right? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But you can clearly see how that contraction just limits our joy, all right? Our inner and outer connection, you know, cause we're just still frozen. We haven't released the stressful event, the stressful thing that just got triggered in the body. Yeah, absolutely. It, it well, it it narrows our joy, it narrows our physical capacity, our mental capacity yes. and our emotional capacity. So it's one of my favorite go-to things is like if you feel stuck, unstick yourself by by shaking. And so that's one of my favorites. And if you ever watch even pets will do this. Absolutely. Will give themselves a good shake after they've come across a, a grumpy neighbor dog or something, right? You know, they, they will shake themselves out. Yeah, it's true. It's so <laughs> interesting. <laughs> the other thing that I love to learn from animals and from the natural world is rest. Oh, yes. It's <laughs> something we're not good at at all. We are not good at. And I'm, I'm making a distinction between sleep and rest. Sleep is absolutely essential and important. Right. But I'm saying that this is something that's different, that is a way of resting the body, a non-sleeping rest. Mm-hmm. So what we tend to do is when we have time for that kind of rest is we tend to put ourselves onto screens. Uh, There's nothing wrong with a good Netflix binge for sure. It's not really letting your body and mind rest in the way that it needs. So 
just closing your eyes, finding a comfortable position. I like to just lie down on the floor, giving yourself a pause, a way of resetting with stillness is incredibly powerful and rejuvenating. And again, it doesn't take a lot of time. You can do it for just a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and it has a similar impact of, of letting your body reset itself. And, um, and even just at five minutes of that kind of rest can really be rejuvenating. Yes, it really can. I, I tried that recently and I couldn't believe just, I felt like I'd had a cup of coffee. You know, I was like, yeah, it's okay. I'm ready to go again. It was yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. So, of course, the other side of overwhelm, especially the uh, side of overwhelm that I deal with a lot in my clients and, and for myself, is the fact that we have so many things on our plate, so many things that we're all trying to do every day. And one of the things that we really struggle with is something that's called decision fatigue. And one of the things that contributes to that is that we have roughly 35,000 decisions to make every day in order to function in the modern world. And so one of the things that can be hard is if you're not prioritizing what you're spending your time on, what you're goals are, how you want to spend your time is it's so easy to get to that stage of decision fatigue because you've just put on way too many things on your plate and you're trying to do way too much. So one of the ways, there are many ways, but one of the ways of, of getting clarity around that is acknowledging that, you know, there's that much that we're trying to do and learning how to use our resources more effectively. So our bodies, but also our mental capacity and using it in much more intentional ways. And then one of the tools that I help my clients uh, with is finding different ways to filter out this overload of information so that you can start to identify what are the, the most important things, the things that are actually going to move the needle and move me towards the things I really want in my life as opposed to just taking things on because I, you know, out of obligation or out of thinking, well, I should, I should be doing this. This is is important. And the truth is there are way too many important things that we can be spending our time on. And an endless supply of unimportant things. I mean, I I know that for myself, my inbox is overflowing. I can just sort of dive in and just start, I don't know, just doing whatever is in front of me. Exactly. With some idea of like, well, maybe I can just clear it off and then I'll have some open space, but it often will just sap me of all of my energy and I haven't really spent the time on the things that matter. Right. Yeah. That matter to me personally, to matter to the people who I care about and matter in the world. Yeah. Um, if all I'm doing is clearing out my inbox. Yeah. And we could spend all day, you know, dealing with messages on our phones. I mean, it's, it's relentless. Yeah. Um, so yeah, having an ability to live more in alignment with those things that matter to us really helps us prioritize things and gives us a, you know, a lens from which to zoom out a little bit and reset it makes it easier to say no to something that isn't going to help you move towards the person you want to be. It can really help you address 
some of these bigger questions. Yeah, I love that. I love what you're saying. And and again, as you and I have discovered over and over again, there's so much overlap in our work. And I absolutely agree is getting very clear on the, the values that we hold is so important. And coming back into the body, it's what I call embodiment practices, mm-hmm. which is For example, imagine that one of your values is honesty or kindness, Mm -hmm. either one, and asking yourself, how does kindness fit? How does kindness stand? How does kindness move through the world, walk through a space, interact with people? Mm-hmm. And allowing our to use not just our, our mental facilities to identify the things that we kind of think matter to us, mm-hmm. but also letting it come into our very selves. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, what happens with that kind of practice is that if you come to me with a project and I... I can feel my whole body when you you propose it. And I can feel if something feels like a no. Mm-hmm. Even if it feels like it's an important thing, this isn't the one for me. Because I have a connection with the sensation in my body. Yes. With my clients, you know, if someone is like beating themselves up because they haven't started writing the book that they've promised themselves that they were going to write you know, we connect back to which values are being prioritized. And then that allows you to actually get your power back because then you can say, actually, no, this really does align fully with my values and it really is important. So I need to reset everything else. And having this way of filtering out what we want to be spending our time and energy on actually allows us to build that sense of safety in the body as well. Like we can start to breathe and <laughs> know what we what choices we're making. Yeah, it does. It, I, I love the word um, building capacity. Right? Yes, exactly. Yes. And um, and what happens when we come at the competing demands for our time and attention and money and energy is to come at it with this holistic approach, which can really allow us not just to filter and say yes and no to things, but also be able to regulate ourselves, regulate our bodies, our breath, our nervous system, so that it takes it, it 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 takes more to overwhelm us, which is kind of a backwards way of saying it. It's like it's like fewer fewer things overwhelm us, right? That we yes. are able to navigate um, with more capacity. Exactly, and yes. and that also takes practice. But as we've been talking about, it's so essential for everybody to be able to find ways of calming ourselves of re-engaging with um, our priorities and what matters mm-hmm. and listening to the wisdom, not just of our brains, although that's super important, but also the, the wisdom of the body. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much, Susan. Susan and I really want to help 
women step into these new levels of confidence and you know internal success. And so we would love to invite you to come to a webinar where we can dive in a little bit deeper into these questions and we'll look at how overwhelm manifests in our lives and our bodies. And we want to give you a couple of tools that you can walk away with um, to start building that sense of ease in the body and create a clear direction for the new year based on that and see if that brings about some ease um, and some relief from the overwhelm. And, and to build the resources to do those things yes. that really matter, right? Yeah, I, I'm so excited to let our practices meld together. Yes, me too. Thank you so much, Susan. I'm so, so happy that you were able to join me for this conversation today. Um, tell our listeners um, how they can find you online if they would like to. You can find just about everything about me and my work <laughs> at my website, which is Susan McCulley. Dot com And Natalie mentioned um, the Building Balance course on Insight Timer. You can find information about that, uh, my classes and my books and my art. So lots of wonderful stuff to check out. I encourage you to, to do that. So thank you. And I will send out information about that webinar as well to follow up from this recording. Thank you, Susan. Such a pleasure. Thanks, Natalie. Hey, have you taken the Success Archetype quiz yet? If not, head on over to storytonic.co to take the quiz and discover how to leverage your unique profile to step into your next vision of success.